Traveling the Vortex. We've joined Dr. Mysterio as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 310. Merry Christmas. I'm Keith. I'm Sean Mysterio. <laughs> I'm Glenn. Glenn's not Mysterio. Well, I'm, I'm in my uh, secret identity right now, so... If I were to reveal who I was, then the whole world would know. And so I did. I just reveal who I am. Yes, you oh, did. Man, I'm Glenn Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Cats out of the bag. I thought you were going to be the Glenn. The Glenn. Yeah, I'm the Glenn. The ghost. Well, I, I'm, I'm blanking on any other G one. That would be a good superhero <laughs> name. Green Lantern. I'm it's Glenn. Taken. Oh, <laughs> oh, you didn't want a real one. You just wanted... <laughs> I was trying to come up with something new. Aha. Did you guys have a good I'm the Christmas? Shady Glenn. Oh! <laughs> That'd be a villain, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would be a villain. <laughs> shady Glenn. I'm pretty sure. But no offense, that sounds like a lower level villain. Yeah. you're just shady, you're not shady. evil. <laughs> that sounds like a level oh, one man, Venture Brothers villain. You can't even be a really good villain. Maybe henchman? <laughs> Shady Glenn. Yeah. That's not even a good bond henchman. <laughs> You've got digs next door to the mighty monarch. <laughs> it, w- it would require a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably black or gray or uh, khaki, but dingy. <laughs> I like it. Actually, I kind of like that. You're kind of a low key villain. You'd, you'd look like Batman in desert garb. <laughs> Without the cowl. Without the cowl. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the Shady Glen. <laughs> Can I get an apple? No. <laughs> it's not that kind of Glen. <laughs> they don't grow well there. It's too shady. <laughs> oh, did you guys have a good Christmas? We did have a good Christmas. Yeah. Very busy. Very yeah. busy. Very busy. Same. I'm exhausted from our Christmas. You glad it's over? Uh, How early did like kids in a weird... get up this morning? Well, Mason. Well, you okay. guys do Christmas, Christmas Eve, right? All right. So yesterday morning, we got together with Holly's mom and her sister and my brother-in-law and their kids, and so we had breakfast and did presents and things like that then. And then mid-afternoon, Holly's mom went home, and Holly's dad and her stepmom came over because they're in from Florida because they live in Florida now, and uh, so we spent the afternoon with them. And then in the evening, we went to traditional Christmas Eve dinner, which is Denny's for us. <laughs> and uh, we went to Denny's, and my aunt and uncle, who were in town, uh, came with us. So we had dinner, then we went to my mom and dad's, and we opened gifts from just my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, so this morning, so we were going home, and and we had to get up pretty early on Saturday, because Holly's mom was coming over, and we had still had some, you know, last minute things to do before everybody arrived so i said okay we're to christmas day we can kind of sleep in a little bit but and so mason says well dad make sure you're up by 10 well i am a late sleeper on days i don't have to do anything i said mason 10's way too late i said we're probably i said i'll tell you what i'm gonna get up about nine that'll give us enough time to get around and get ready because the rest of the family went to church this morning so i knew we had some time before they got out of church but they have an early church so so i told him i said mason i said I'm going to get up at 9. How's that sound? I said, okay, that's good, because that's better than 10 for him. <laughs> so at 8.30, he comes in, and he taps me on the shoulder and says, are you going to get up? And I said, I looked at my clock or my phone, and it was 8.30. I said, what happened at 9 o'clock? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And he walked out of the room, and I said, all right, Mason, we'll get up. <laughs> of course, then we had to drag Caitlin out of bed, because she's expected to sleep till 9, and then for her, 9 is 9.30. <laughs> so... We had to drag her out of bed, so, like so but not super early, but eight thirty, which was much earlier, and I didn't get to bed till late because you know mm. we had to do the Christmassy yeah. stuff overnight um, <laughs> to get ready for Christmas morning, um, and then uh, so was up then, and then did just you know the Santa gifts. Santa came filled the stockings last night, so we did Santa gifts and with just our family. Then we went to my family, and we were over there all day long because we had lunch and then we had you know open gifts and just spend time chatting and eating oh man i'm i'm actually sick to my stomach tonight because we ate so much <laughs> of christmas goodies um so again yeah, that was my my weekend and uh, pretty much it was a lot of fun uh, there was i think we wanted to go to winter wonderland this weekend we just couldn't fit it in 
Yeah, we, never, we haven't made it either. So Luckily, we've got another week, yeah, so if we want to do it. Holly may actually take the kids tomorrow, so. We'd uh, had Christmas Eve with my mom. We did that in the evening and got together and played some Firefly Flux before having dinner and opening presents. And then Adi uh, and Mike and his girlfriend stayed at our house last night, so Adi was up by 7.30. Yeah, so you got it even worse. Uh, luckily, <laughs> Mike just told him to lay there in bed. And then he was blah, 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 Even though the other room, two doors closed. You could still hear it. So Sarah and I got up probably about 10 till 8, and I started on breakfast and did that. Then we went over to my dad's and had lunch and presents and pie. and Pokemon. No Pokemon. That was, that, oh, that was after breakfast. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I, just say, <laughs> I saw pictures of Audi playing Pokemon. Of Audi playing with people, yeah, so. with Alfie, yeah. <laughs> That was a kind of post presence I while see. I was preparing stuff to take over to my dad's. Did Adi get a lot of Pokemon that. for? Uh, yeah, he did get quite yeah. a bit. A lot yeah. of cards. Yeah, the biggest present for Adi was an Ash hat. Yeah, I saw him wearing it. In one of the yeah, one of the he pictures. was so excited about that one. Yeah, Mason got a bunch of Pokemon cards too, uh-huh. so he got all excited. I told him, I said, you know, I said, Keith's nephew uh, plays Pokemon, too. He collects the cards and plays the game. And he goes, maybe you ought to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they'd get along. They good, probably huh? would. Uh, and then after my dad's, uh, my sister's in town with her husband and their their dog. And they came over and we played some Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin. I'm glad you're still getting yeah. some good use out of that. Second time I got to play it. So. <laughs> that was pretty much our Christmas festivities. A lot of good time had by all. Sean, what about was your uh, Christmas like? Um, we did uh, Christmas Eve morning. We went to my mom's out in Burlingame and had uh, Christmas out there and a wonderful brunch with gourmet eggs, and they were so good, and I ate so much. <laughs> and then uh, we came back and went to my dad's Christmas Eve night and opened presents and had uh, lunch-type stuff there. And then uh, came home, stayed up way too late, also doing the um, <clears throat> extracurricular <laughs> the Christmassy, Christmassy stuff. stuff. Uh, in fact, Katrina got a very nice letter from Santa um, letting her know that apparently she was kind of borderline naughty list this year. <laughs> and that uh, she needs to start respecting her mom a little bit more. Mm. The elves kind of recommended it, and Santa said, I'm going to let her go one more year. But you you, you, you got to kind of... What was her reaction to that? She didn't care about the letter at all. <laughs> she was like... Whatever. Give, give me the next present. Give me the next present. like, did you see you what, what this says? You should have done... What you should do is you should frame that letter and pull it out next year and say, do you remember this? Like when it gets close, not... not I'll recommend not it right to her before. mom. Pull it... You remember this? Remember? See if it changes the behavior. Was or Katrina, maybe all year long, just say, hey, look at this letter. <laughs> <laughs> was Katrina here overnight? Or was she, she was. Oh. So you guys got the Christmas morning. Yeah, she. well, I, I, we woke everybody up. I don't remember what time we got up. We got to actually sleep in a little bit, which is probably good, because by the time I got done dealing with the guy in the red suit, it was probably close to 3 a.m. Everybody else had gone Ooh. to bed already, and I think it was probably, I went to bed. probably about 9. I at least got to bed before midnight. That we got up. So the guy in the big red suit must have... Uh, been to our house about the same time, man. Yeah. Well, if you follow the NORAD tracker, he went this year, That's this way, true. this year. Yeah. So, so. and we're just down the street from each other. Yeah. But um, Katrina wanted to leave milk and cookies out, and then she went to bed and forgot. So I went ahead and put the the stuff out, and then played it off in the morning. I was like, "Who was eating milk and cookies, Billy? Did you get up in the middle of the night?" He goes, "No, I didn't do it." <laughs> I said, "Katrina, did you do it?" And she was like, "No, I wouldn't do that." Are you sure? <laughs> no. Like not putting two and two together. <laughs> that well, somebody was in the living room eating milk and cookies last night, and she went. I bet it was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Five. This should work. <laughs> okay. She didn't leave the mouth. Yeah. So, uh, so Santa even thanked her in the letter. Thank you for thinking of me with the milk and cookies, oh. yeah, but. So, yeah. But then we opened present. Cody and uh, uh, Sam came over, and uh, we went and picked up Jesse and brought her over. And so we had all of Mel's family over here for Christmas and opened all those presents. And I got some cool stuff. What'd you get? I got a... Um, Cody gave me an R2-D2 uh, cigarette adapter um, 
cell phone charger, the one that sits in the cup oh, holder nice. of your car, and when you start the ignition, he goes and he spins around and does all this. <laughs> it looks like he's riding in the back of the X-wing. It's so cool. <laughs> and I needed a new car charger, so I was ecstatic. Um, Mel got me another year's supply of uh, Whirly Pop movie theater popcorn, <laughs> so I was excited about that. And uh, she got me the coolest. I, it's, it's kind of a no-no that was stuffed in the stocking, I think. But the coolest thing I think is we've been needing a mouse pad. We've had a just like a pad of paper kind of taped to the desk. Do we use mouse pads anymore? Yeah, no. <laughs> Creature habit. Sean is. I need a Sean. Apparently, yeah. Needed a mouse pad. Sarah got one too. A Hogwarts one. Oh, mine has my art on it. Oh, that's cool. The, the Doctor Who TARDIS painting. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's got that image on the mouse pad. Oh, and I was wow. like, what sorcery is this? How did, how did you do that? Like, I had to go downstairs and look and make sure the painting was still on the wall, that she just didn't cut it out. And it. <laughs> you know, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know that you could do that. That's but neat. Yeah, yeah it's, really neat. I should bring it up, but it's it's downstairs. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. So, yeah, I had a good Christmas. And then uh, we had wanted to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts but uh, the day just kind of got away from us you know, we had Christmas movies going here and took us I don't know five hours to get through Love Actually because people kept stopping in we had to keep stopping the movie and getting up to it and come back to it and it was like I love this movie this is the longest Christmas movie ever what is the deal with this oh it's because we keep getting interrupted so then they came back and we had um, actually just ate about an hour before I started texting you guys and oh, wow. watched Doctor Who, and then you're here. So. <laughs> it's been a long week getting ready for today. Keith, what'd you get on your uh, haul? Anything special? Uh, one of the standout things. Uh, Sarah's mom worked with Sarah and made a little. I should have brought it because it's really cute. A photo book, like a book book, of pictures of me and Cody, and it kind of tells you know. A little story in it too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really, really cute. They did, she did a really good job with it. Uh, I got some a lot of stuff for the house, which I was wanting to get, and some, a hacksaw and uh, a bag holder for leaves and tools. <laughs> stuff I was excited about. Nobody else was. <laughs> I don't know. Glenn might a grill be excited. cover. Oh yeah. <laughs> one of those. Uh, house stuff for me is always when I need it. I go. Oh, I'm going to the hardware store. <laughs> Uh, we got one of those things you hook to a, a, a blowback in the, in the vacuum form, and it goes over a trash can, and you just suck up the leaves right and it goes straight the into the can. trash can. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah, now I just got to get a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to put that on. Well, that's the cheap version. I mean, yeah. That's a cheap part of yeah, that exactly. system. <laughs> I also got a... Is this new? This is new. I, said, I, didn't, I didn't recognize that one. Uh, Audie got that for me. That's way cool. Yeah. Got a couple of sonic screwdrivers and a, a Bluetooth smartphone controlled Dalek that I can't figure out how to operate the remote control version. <laughs> the autonomous mode works great. It's really cool. It wants to live. It wants to live. Glenn, um, what would you get on your haul? Um, well, I got a, a new hard drive that I needed really badly, a 3 terabyte. Uh, my who haul this year, though, was uh, I got the comic strip companion. It's the unofficial guide to the oh. comics from 1960 to 1979 so it's all those old school comics from TV comics and and uh, action comics that I really like. the liked. first Doctor yeah. and Santa Claus in there? It is, oh, yeah. Sweet. So it's uh, now it's it basically it's a guide that tells you about the comics. The comics aren't actually in the book but they, it tells you about all the comics and who they're written by. And that sounds like an invaluable resource it's for somebody who might be talking to scheduling about story. Yeah, or for this particular podcast. It's perfect. I also got the uh, classic Doctor Who DVD uh, com- oh. compendium, which Ooh. lists all of the DVDs, the extras, the everything that's on them for each disc. Um, so you don't have to go pull each one out and look which you know which strip for action was that on. You know, they, you, oh, you just nice. go here and you can look them up through there. Uh, I got this really cool. Have you guys seen these? These are at Barnes and Noble. There's yeah. two of them actually. I thought about getting one of those. And for Santa you, brought this I one didn't. for me. Well, he, I need the other one still, so keep that okay. in mind for birthdays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one has Remembrance of the Daleks, which I think I told Ben. By the way, Ben, um, correction on the uh, Facebook post. It's Remembrance of the Daleks, not Resurrection. And the other one is Prisoner of Daleks, which we just read actually uh, recently. Uh, Mason got me a Eleventh Doctor pop vinyl, and then my aunt got me the Visitation. Oh, book. very cool. And Rainbow Trout. She also got me Shada, although I've already read Shada, but now I have a physical copy instead of a digital copy. Oh, Does it still go. have the really 
it's like calfskin cover. This feel one to it. is actually paperback. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. It's still cool. Yeah, it's, cool. it's still shot. And then I've got this. This was cool. I couldn't figure out what this was when I first got it. It's a it's a metal craft is what it is. Oh. And oh. you know how the foldable TARDIS that you have? Well, this is that, but, but it's metal. metal. That's cool. And there's so no glue or anything required. So once you put it together, it's a metal TARDIS. Is it a oh. uh, very highly chrome finish? To it? I haven't opened it. Opened it, but it's it's shiny. You can see there's a little like like a hole here. Okay. You can so see now what you have to do. There. All right. Is you build the TARDIS. And then you build a museum set so that you can put a little Fourth Doctor and Romana and John Cleese action figure next to it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, that doesn't work. It was in, the Chrome one was in a museum. Yeah. But just, I'm transposing two different stories. Never the, mind. The, it the metal work. on this, I think that it looks like it's still that was a lame it joke. It is painted blue. It's still blue, but I think where where like you, the silver is is more of a chrome look. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, that was a lame joke. I worked way too hard to put that together, and it didn't even work. Never mind. Uh, your pop reminded me that I got a Captain Jack Fye exclusive with a Vortex manipulator. Oh, sweet. And a pop. Fourth Doctor keychain. I didn't get any pop figures this year, but I tend to, <laughs> I tend to just buy things and bring them home. <laughs> so that's only my second pop figure that I've owned. The only oh. other one that I got was in a loot crate. So it was the mm. Batman Joker cro- crossover. Oh, yeah. it's a slippery slope, my friend. Uh, I, you know, I, I yeah. mean, I like the, my Eleventh Doctor pop figure. Don't get me wrong. In fact, the Doctor Who ones I've always considered picking up or asking for. It's a slippery slope, my friend. Beyond <laughs> that, I, do, I, I don't like the pop figures that much. Not I didn't either. Much. I didn't either. <laughs> Even the Flash he's, ones? He's adorable. The Flash ones have been tempting because, because <laughs> they're Flash. It's a slippery slope, my friend. <laughs> he's adorable. Yes. He's so cute. Um, and then I, we got the kids an Xbox One for Christmas, so we're, we've been playing that a lot. <laughs> now I can get Battlefront. <laughs> now I can I can get your gamer tag updated and yeah. we can yeah well yeah because now I have to buy a uh, subscription <laughs> well if you if you get on Minecraft you can play through realms and it, that cross platforms now apparently so oh really yeah but you have to pay seven ninety five a month for realms so uh, first I'd have to get it into Minecraft yeah well, <laughs> that's true uh, speaking of video games one of my was the Fantastic Beasts expansion for Lego Dimensions. Six whole new levels. Sweet. Yeah. yeah guess it. who's going to be buying Lego Dimensions soon? <laughs> now that he's got his Xbox One, because that was the caveat. Oh, now I kept it's, saying, I'm not going to Now the starter packs are really affordable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Well, my focus right now will be on all of the Doctor Who available stuff. Yeah. And then from there, we'll see. Or you can be like me and just not finish the game yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cody wanted to borrow it because he, he bought himself, he got his uh, uh, bonus from his job. Because they just made him full time, they're going to give him a truck and a gas card and all this kind of stuff. That's mm. going to be amazing. So he's really ecstatic about it. We're very proud of him. But he got an eight hundred dollar bonus for Christmas, and he went out and bought himself an Xbox One. And oh. That was kind of his fun thing. And then he came and asked, "Can I borrow Lego Dimensions?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm fine with it, but your mom actually has a couple days off here in a row. She may want to play some, so you better check with her." <laughs> so Merry Christmas to our listeners, yeah, Merry and Christmas. Uh, hopefully you guys had as much a, of an eventful. Happy Christmas to everybody I across know, the pond. Here, here, I've got something. Um, send us feedback and let us know your who haul. You don't have to tell us everything you got if you want to throw some other things in that you got, but I want to know your who haul. If you're a Doctor Who fan listening to this show, I want to know what Doctor Who um, items you got for Christmas this year. Mouse pad. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, too. I took pictures of all mine because I knew I'd forget. That's why I was flipping I feel inadequate. Phone. The guy prepares, he's got notes for what he got for Christmas. <laughs> well, well, like, because, I, I did finally get Series 9 on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Yeah. In years past, I've come here and gone, I can't remember what I got. And then I'll, like, I'll list a few things off, and then I'll go home, and I'll go, oh, I had like 15 other things that I didn't say. <laughs> so this time I took pictures of well, everything. I, I know for all of us it's getting a lot harder to be gifted with who stuff, because nobody knows what exactly what you, you have, have and what you don't have. Yeah, exactly. I got I this gift card, which I will be turning Keith. into this. <laughs> Keith has pre-ordered oh, Power yeah. of the Daleks on who DVD items. for me. And Glenn got... I have three Who items. Forgot about the book. Glenn got me the Doctor Who American Adventures book and a. What is this? I got four. I forgot about the keychain. <laughs> <laughs> Times Squared character keychain, and I got it's a blind box, and I got a Weeping Angel, and it's very cute. He is cute. Oh, it's supposed to be really so big. Cute. Cute. I, know. I don't know that it's supposed to be cute either, but it is. It's <laughs> adorable little. I feel like I'm going to pit him up against my uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, 
the, the, that's the style of these. Um, oh, it does look the, like those. The, yeah. The, um, the, yeah. The galactic. Uh, the galactic, galactic heroes. heroes. Yeah. yeah. That's what they look like. They look like little galactic heroes. The keychain really. Oh, that's your Offsets him. I think it's his helmet. He's got some helmet back there. Baron Magic Helmet. I'm always worried about putting <coughs> these the, on um, my keychains because I'm so rough on keys. Like uh, the Vader uh, Lego I had is just decimated. <laughs> so I'm always worried about putting it on my keychain. You can hang on anything. You could h- put a hook on it and hang it on your tree. Oh, I might even have to put a hook and just whoop. yeah, just slide it over. That's a good idea, but I'm always thinking in the Christmas realm. <laughs> Um, I also got, out of the Doctor Who realm, I got the uh, Star Wars Luke Skywalker Last Hope for the Galaxy, which is a collection of comics from the uh, EU Legends. As did I. <laughs> from Sean. So, ironically, from Sean. yes, ironically this year we all got each other the same things. Well, that, it's not a gift of a Magi thing. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Sean got Glenn and I both the same thing. Yeah. I got them the same thing. Glenn got us the same thing. It worked out well. And Spencer, yes. you guys got Spencer. Yes. And Spencer. It's a Vader keychain. Or not keychain. That one's an ornament. ornament. That one is an ornament. Well, there you go. Did you guys do anything non Christmassy this week? Yeah, or I went, watch anything? Well, this wasn't even non Christmassy. I ended up watching Krampus. That's Christmassy. Yeah. Well, that's why I say it, was not, it, was, it wasn't non Christmassy. Oh. Um, well, it is kind of non Christmassy because it, it's, it, not, it's not really. I don't know. It's, it, it feels like it's trying to be Gremlins. As far it, as tone and mood of a Christmas film, it does have some humor in it. In fact, um, I completely forget the guy's name, but the 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 guy that played ah, he was in Parks and Recreation. Adam Scott. Adam <coughs> Scott is a lead in that, and the guy that was in Anchorman, the where's the cowboy hat, the sports the guy? guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, either. I can't I remember, remember his name either. Was was in it? It's not a funny movie in the sense that it's a comedy. It, it's a it's a if, if anything, it's almost an action horror film, but it it doesn't go so. I mean, it's PG thirteen, so it doesn't go so far as to be horrific. Yeah. Um, but it it's interesting because it re- sets up, and you re- it really feels like a Christmas movie when it sets up. But then when Krampus shows up, it, <laughs> it becomes more of a something. I think I would have preferred to watch at Halloween rather than. Mm. I think it, it was some, a fine movie. There are it some just, of those Christmas horror movies. Yeah, that just don't it work just at well. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch like Santa Slay and Silent Night, Deadly Night, those things at Christmas because Black Christmas yeah, or exactly. Was, yeah. Um, because of the tone, unfortunately, Krampus fits into that. Event. It kind of falls into that yeah. eventually, but uh, it's an interesting film. And I think the I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but I think I would have preferred. I watched the alternate ending, and I think I would prefer the alternate ending. It oh, really? Set better with me than I like. Where the real end or where the theatrical ending goes for more of a creepy Halloween movie or any other time of the year horror yeah. film, but for Christmas, I think it needed to end a little differently. But mm. I don't want to tip, I don't want to say too much because I think I'm going to try to watch that, that next week. So I, we watched um, Mascots, the Christopher Guests. Oh, right, Netflix right. Oh, movie. how was it? It was okay, not as good as the others. Uh, there were some funny moments and a great cameo. <laughs> I didn't know about. I'll just say that Christopher Guest shows up as a certain character. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can kind of guess that. Uh, yeah, but so there there were some really funny moments. Once once they actually got to the competition, it got a lot more enjoyable. It just took a while to get there. Uh, kind of like Best in Show. And for me, that movie picks up too when it gets to the competition. I would agree. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty enjoyable. Mel and I watched uh, the Magnificent Seven remake. Oh. How was that? I think I liked it better than the original. Sacrilege. I know. Isn't that blasphemy? It is. But it, it's, I found it to be very enjoyable. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, it's very much in the realm of the you know kind of new westerns versus the the, the classics. But I think it moved at a, a better pace. And I, I kept kind of checking myself, going. Am I enjoying this more than the first one? I shouldn't be. <laughs> I think I am. That's weird. Um, I don't know. Is it maybe it's just the you know? It's hard to dislike Denzel Washington and uh, you know Chris Pratt and the, the the group of people they've got in it, and then Vincent D'Onofrio shows up. And his character is an absolute hoot. Um, so yeah, it was just it was an all around solid western. If you're a fan of the genre, definitely when, check when it I out. When I see it, I might end up being the same way because I'm one of those few people that thought the new True Grit was better than the original True Grit. So. 
It happens. And I love the original True Grit. Yeah. Just, I'm not a huge John Wayne fan, though, so that kind of paints. Even though I, I love westerns, I'm not a huge John Wayne fan. Let's move on to news. What's in the news, Keith? Uh, Titan Comics uh, paired up with Doctor Who, BBC Doctor Who, uh, the, <laughs> the the official website Doctor Who TV, ah. to release a short Christmas story for Christopher Eccleston, giving him his a Christmas special of his own. Sweet. So you can go check that out on that on their website, or you can also go to our Facebook page. We've shared it there, so it's easy to access. Um, just traveling the vortex on Facebook. And what's the most important four-letter word involving this short story? Free, right? <laughs> oh yes, yes, free. Sorry, <laughs> I'm all about the free stuff. It's post-Christmas. I'm poor. It was written by Kevin Scott. Kevin. Kevin. And I think we decide we're going to review this next week, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's probably the important part now that Keith has brought that's up the news <laughs> aspect. Allow me to cover the scheduling that aspect. That will be of it. Uh, yeah, added to the schedule. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to do our. We're going to review uh, it next week. We're going to do our. Um, what is it? Very. A very vortex, vortex Christmas. Christmas special. Next week for New Year's. It may not be so special. It may just be a very vortex Christmas, which means a lot of tangents and nothing actually happens. It'll be special. <laughs> It'll be special. We're going to do our our special event that we're going to do. I've, I've been planning. Oh, good. And you're supposed to look and go, what is that again? What, what, what are you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you now. Last week. <laughs> I'd forgotten until you said it, but There's I'm, I'm with you now. There's another one to add <laughs> on the, <sighs> in the pot this week. Um, that might be a Facebook Live thing. No, they, we could do that. Yeah. I See, that. I knew there was an angle here. There you go. I got an angle. <laughs> you, you've, you've sold me. <laughs> uh, the only other bit of news we have this week is British Fest announced another guest, and it's a Doctor Who guest. Yeah. Colin Spall. He's been in both the Classic original series era and, and new. Yes, he yeah. is. So, uh, and I had to go back and look. Was that actually <laughs> him? He, <laughs> he was in Revelation of the Daleks and then Rise of Cybermen, Age of Steel. He did not list the character's name. Well, he was Mr. He was the, the, the base of the henchman. Yeah, to, yeah um, with the glasses. Uh, yeah. Mr. They kept calling him Mr. Somebody. I can't the, remember. Uh, the Bluetooth dude. Yeah. yeah. So welcome, Colin. We're yeah. looking forward to yep. And he's got a proper English name. Colin. (laughs) (laughs) We should move right on to our review. The Return of Dr. Mysterio. I don't have a synopsis, Keith. You're still going to have to jump in. My favorite will return on Christmas Day as the Doctor joins forces with an investigative journalist and a superhero to save New York from a deadly alien threat. That's just... Can we insert crickets here? <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. It it doesn't get the horn. It was I like real half of it. close. I was little. You know, here here's here's the thing. I I'm actually kind of encouraged by the fact that you guys maybe are on the same page I am with this one, because I really you know I I wasn't too excited about going into it. I kept saying I'm gonna hold my, you know, keep my reservations until I actually view it, but it just wasn't wowed by the trailer. And I kept thinking, I must have, I must just, I watched it. I thought, maybe I've just completely tarnished my opinion of it by having a preconceived opinion of it beforehand. But it's just kind of there, you know, for me. It's not, it it doesn't feel like it fits in Doctor Who for me. Um, Mel said the exact same thing. She said it was okay. She says it didn't feel like Doctor Who. It, and, I, and I appreciate when you do when you try to do something like that as a, as a writer or a, or a showrunner. Um, I, I appreciate. I think it would have felt like it was more a part of who for me if they had solved the superpowers aspect of it by the yes, end of it. Agreed. Because just to say, you, you, well, you know, we, <coughs> I've decided to hang that up, or I'm not going to use that again. Because the kid already broke his promise. Yeah, A, he already broke his promise, and it's an easy, okay, we're we're just done with it now. We're just going to pretend, you know, we're just shoving it under the rug. And B, it's a way to bring the guy back later on at another date, which I don't want to see anytime ever soon. Come back. Um, I'm grateful it's a Christmas episode, because as we've talked about, the Christmas episodes, especially Russell T. Davies, or no, I'm sorry, Stephen Moffat's era, Sort of, kind of fit in their own little pocket. They're still part of continuity, but they fit within their own little pocket because they're something a little different, something a little special. Um, 
but it just it it really felt like Stephen Moffat ran out of ideas and jumped on the superhero bandwagon and decided oh, I'm going to do my superhero uh, theme for something, and it just well the problem with the story is there are two stories. Yep. Yeah. One which I enjoyed, and the other which fell flat, which was a superhero story aspect of it. Because the other storyline of these villains and what they're doing was actually kind of interesting with some creepy villains. Yeah, agreed. And we just kept cutting away, changing tone sharply and abruptly to go back to this superhero aspect of it that just fell completely flat. And normally, to some extent, I will enjoy the cliches, but this was too cliche well, superhero. We had a cliche story going on, and we had a Doctor Who story going on because the Doctor's yes. still dealing with the villains on his own, and, and that but, bit but, was great with Narl. But then you've got this cliche of Clark Kent, one or uh, uh, Lois Lane, you know, it's, and it's just, just a every single cliche too. Yeah, it almost broke the mold. When he went to reveal himself, and I thought, "Oh, they're finally doing something kind of fresh and unique and not cliche," and then it didn't quite get there. Be- Although the the entire scene where he's trying to reveal himself and she won't look at him was kind of funny, a nice a nice yeah. kind of change to the cliche. Right. Other than that, there's nothing different to the cliche. Yeah, it was frustrating. Although on I'll many give them, levels. Hang on a second. Uh, I, I will give them this, though, that they at least let us know it was coming by showing us the comic book scene. That's true. With the Doctor talking about the cliches. I mean, he, he wasn't talking directly about the cliches, but he was bringing up what we know as the cliches. Yeah. So at least they telegraphed that ahead of time. That's one of many things that was very frustrating about this. Um, when you set out to do a superhero story... And you open with the doctor in this kid's room reading a comic book and, and not getting that Clark Kent is Superman. And why hasn't Lois Lane figured it out? And, and, and pointing out all of these things. It's clever and it's funny. And it's it's, it's one of those, ha, that's funny moment because the doctor's because the doctor kind of dumb. had to draw you know. specs <laughs> on Clark Kent. And he makes a big deal. Had he not done look, that, though, look, it wouldn't look. have been much different than most other commentary on Superman. True. And then, um, so then the kid swallows this gem thinking it's medicine it's not it gives him superpowers and then 24 year time jump all of a sudden and then we're dealing with the superpower thing and then there's the doctor who plot with these brain aliens which could have been interesting but didn't really get enough like i felt like it was the startings of a good story but it never really went far enough for me to become a good story and then he kept pulling his gun out of his head which i thought was dumb well are the brain aliens the same aliens that are in river uh husbands they, 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 they have the same they have the same they have the same split i mean if it's the down split? the the, sl- the slanted on their face the insides of the head well the and in that one he pulls the th- the his head apart to reach in there and grab the little chip to transfer the money yeah. to her yeah so she, they use that as a carry-all. I don't know why you keep tucking a gun in there. Just put it in your belt. It would have been easier than pulling your head apart every time. Yeah. But was it was that supposed to be the same aliens? I'm assuming. Okay. You're fresher on it than I am yeah, since I, I didn't uh, make it to Friday Night. Th- there was no line drop that I caught, but just from design aspect of alone, I can only assume that. Because the main guy in uh, what you, uh, what you, uh, Husbands of River Song is very alien in just the way he acts. But the, the whole, when they turn around and we realize that all of the people in the yeah. restaurant are yeah. that, they're all pretty normal looking. Like they could have been taken over from yeah. these aliens. I mean, so. Other than the lines across their face. Right, right. Which if he had done a, a, that's one of the things that I liked about it is that we, at the very, very end of the episode, we get that drop line about 24 years later. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Okay. Were you guys... Did you guys pick up early on that he's sad about River? Because I kept thinking, oh, he's still feeling weird about the whole Clara issue. With Nardle being there, I figured it was River. I, I, I kind of was bouncing back and forth. But it was nice to get the confirmation when, yeah. when, when he confirms that oh, 24 years, it would be 24 years later. Because I don't understand why we end with him hanging on top of the Empire State Building and then all of a sudden he's back in the kid's life and why, why the time jump. Well, now it makes sense that he encountered the kid, and then he left him, and he went and spent the last night, the last day with River, and then came back. back. 
midway through his life too. Yeah, because remember he was having the mid mid or the puberty crisis where he it started affecting him and he <laughs> the, the, the flashbacks and the stuff with the kid was enjoyable. It was the actual grown up superhero stuff I didn't like. Yeah, well, even the grown up superhero stuff, I think it it had its moments. I mean, most of them were cliche, but it, it was it was going a ways toward being a superhero genre thing. And I really kind of almost had hoped there would have been a little more to it when the kid gets this gem that's going to basically grant him his wish and it's going to turn things into the superhero world. And it's like, oh, okay, I more, see where you're going with that. That's kind of a cool idea. Too, instead of just, here's a way to get superheroes into the show. Right. Yeah, right. well, unfortunately, that's what it became. Yeah. Now the kid's a superhero and that's it. It's like, oh. Because, like, even the villains aren't after him until they realize, oh, wait, he's just a good body. Well, and use. the opening scene at, uh, what was the name of the company? Oh, such a memorable name. I wondered, it if was. It was a, I wondered if it was a, uh, what do they call the, uh, not an acronym, but a, uh, when they, when they jumble anagram. Word, anagram. anagram. Yeah. I wondered if it was an anagram. I wonder if that, I but then I, I got hung up because whatever the first word of it was, har- Harmony. Something yeah, Harmony was definitely Okay, so har- Harmony, whatever the second part was. Harmony Shoal or Shoals. Shoal or Shoals. Yeah. Shoals. Something. Shoals. I kept going, well, Harmony is like a melody, which is kind of like a pond. Oh, you were trying. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was, I was really working every conceivable angle, and I wasn't totally unconvinced that the guy still wasn't a great intelligence. Especially when we walk into a room full of brains, and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to be proven right. This is going to be <laughs> so disappointing, but okay." And then none of that came to pass. But the first scene at the company really felt like, okay, well, we have the superhero world. This is obviously going to be the creation of the supervillain. And I was kind of looking forward to getting the the whole story. And then, no, this is the Doctor's story. And then the segment that's been all over the coming soons with the trailers, where he's spying on people, is there. And it didn't really work for me in context, either. I think that was kind of the big problem I had with it. Out of context, it was like, well, I'll have to wait till Christmas to find out what's really yeah. going on here. And then being in the middle of the episode, it didn't really work. Now, having said all this, I don't want to take anything away from Peter Capaldi. He was great as usual. Yeah. And I loved all his moments when yeah, he's yeah. going through the comic Scholes. book. When he, Scholes. Harmony Scholes. That just sounds like Melody Pond to me. but um, Or River Song. You know. Uh, but it, uh, maybe maybe that was the intent. Because it was supposed to be a play on words. So there was one extra little <clears throat> dagger in the thing. But when he's going through the comic book or when he's eating sushi. Yes, I brought snacks. I mean, he's got some great bits but it never really transcended anything beyond that for me. Mm-hmm. And then Nardle, who I was all excited about. I was like, oh, Nardle's going to be back. I love him. And we get a line drop, typical Stephen Moffat explanation for why the character's back from the dead. That I just, you know, you took me out of the robot. Oh, okay, we're just going to hand wave that away. All right. Yeah. And then well, he's going to show up. At least, at least they addressed it. Yeah. I was true. afraid that they weren't going to address it until yeah. later. But. They addressed it better than they did Strax, but in the same <laughs> fashion. Um, and then... He kind of became what I didn't want him to become. He was a little too forefront in the action, and he was a little too comic relief. And by the end of the episode, I was like, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to Matt Lucas being in season Let's 10. See, I, uh, Matt Lucas was my favorite part of this. And really? just because of the way the character's handled. He's not over the top. He's not underplayed. He's kind of there. And it sets the tone for what I think we're going to get from Matt Lucas through the rest of the series. That's what worries me. I so I think See, I think that that's okay. I think it's a different I, I companion. Like it's a different character. It was slightly balanced in the balanced by, by the end of go. it yeah. because you got the funny bit and then the action bit of him kind of being fumbling, but then we got the nice serious bit of him being well. He's sad because of this, and I'm going to look out for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was, I thought that I, was good. I was on the fence about Naruto up until that scene, and I was like, okay, all right. See, at that point, it almost felt like it was too little, too late. I did enjoy his interactions with with the Doctor. I, I think I think the way that he and Capaldi bounce off one another yeah. is really Perhaps an intriguing dynamic. Would have been a little bit better for you. Maybe that would have made a huge difference because it just it just really didn't feel like it felt like two people having a conversation that wasn't related to where they were going or what they were doing in the car on the way there. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm watching With Nail and I in the confines of a Disney movie. It, something was that strikingly <laughs> different about Well, that's, what that's was how the on. superhero felt with the rest of the story to yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, it really, really was. Sean, um, the first definition that comes up for Shoal or Shoals 
a shallow is a water large thing, right? number Bar- of fish swimming together, which works in the context of these particular aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, the second one that comes up is, as you just said, a place where a sea, river, or other body of water is shallow. A sea bank or a sandbar in a bed or body of water. So it still relates to water in that definition. So Harmony Shoals still carries on the Pond. river song. So a double entendre. I think that, that is it, is it makes me wonder like the if they're going people? somewhere. I have the shoe people. Oh, Shoals. No, the S-H-O-A-L is oh. how this is spelled. We didn't get the super villain. We just have the brain bad guys who are now interested in the superhero for no apparent reason other than it. he stopped them. A kind of sort of clever twist with this bomb in orbit that's going to nuke New York, except for the one building that's with, built to withstand the blast. It's like, oh, that was a clever bit of exposition you gave us earlier. I'm <laughs> glad the doctor figured that out. And called back to it. But then, you know, we have a superhero on the payroll now. So The, the that's superhero threats. becomes plan B, too. That's the that's the detriment of this whole thing is the doc, he becomes a catch-all for the doctor. When the doctor's first plan doesn't work out, plan B comes... Oh, luckily I've got this kid that swallowed this gem that gave him superpowers because I can use that as my second one. Yeah. And the other glaring issue with it, and it's it's a Christmas story, so I'm trying to be nice, but why was the bomb headed right at that building? I mean, I, I presume the doctor must have had a little bit of control over that ship. Yeah, he was staring it, it totally right toward at right at him. Yeah. It just seemed way too convenient that it landed right, went right there where he could stick his hand out and stop it. Well, Which, yeah, the problem was the doctor wasn't the explaining was what he really was doing cheesy. as he was redirecting yeah. it. Which was very cheesy, too. Which is, again, one of the... So frustrating, because there are a lot of Superman the movie jokes in this. There's a lot of little things that they directly from Superman the movie... In, you heard this Siegel and Schuster... Uh, Siegel and Schuster at the beginning, yeah, which, which, which that was, was a great gag. That was a nice, nice uh, nod to or, the or nod. creators. Um, yeah. And then... Um, the fact that you're the only one on Earth that can hear this frequency is like, he's doing the Lex Luthor bit. That's cool. <laughs> and fortunately, you know, I... It gives, the, me, gives me the feeling that Peter Moffat... Peter. Stephen Moffat had just got done watching Superman the movie <laughs> and started writing one thing and it evolved into something else is what it feels it like. It could easily be. Because all of that Superman references are at the beginning. Yeah. Well, uh, Moffat has said that Superman and Clark Kent are his favorite superhero and all three goes so I did like the conversation in the uh, stairwell about Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> at least we acknowledge other superheroes he got bit by a radioactive spider well I imagine then he got radio uh, radiation poisoning <laughs> he no he got superpowers so like throwing up and losing his hair <laughs> so much of a superpower but okay <laughs> and again that that works with Capaldi's doctor yeah because yeah, you know, you the eleventh doctor would have been cool. Yeah, you, you know he would have been so childlike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas Capaldi's so removed from that childlike. Ma- Matt Smith would have been like, I wonder if I could find a radioactive spider. He would have went and engineered one to see if he could get superpowers <laughs> off of it. It probably was going to be his next plan after he shaved his head. You know, it's just that kind of. I wonder what would happen if. And Capaldi's like, no, that doesn't. Work. Nothing works like that. It's not how this goes. But then to get to the end of the story and not even resolve it. I'm going to hang up the cape. Okay, great. And See you later. What the, about the, the gem? The easy resolve of the bad guys, too. A mobile unit's just going to sweep in and take care of it. Yeah, it was a little convenient in the cleanup, too. Yep. Although there was a they, little We do have the guys, thread, yeah. So. The dangling guy, the so guy. So we're at least going to have them come back. Escaping. And then Oz's good. Name which makes dropped, me wonder. Which cool, yeah, which makes me wonder if Harmony Shoals, there's more to it. Now, part of me wonders if, was that another. Uh, synonym for River's uh, name that maybe just didn't get used and so he said well I'll just call the name of this company Harmony Shoals or are we going to get another something going on because that guy escapes and so there's obviously that dangling thread too so and 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 if these are the same aliens that were on board the ship in Husbands of River Song there's another connection I I wonder if it's the groundwork being laid for something bigger. And we've got Nardle. We've got so many things that connect. So. Yeah. But that's the question. Is it is it more of a, I don't even want to say wrap-up, but is it more of just the opportunity to springboard off of Husbands and kind of do a parallel time-wise story or, or, or second part to it? Or is it a legitimate, 
I'm going to build all this up yeah, into the finale of, of the season. We have to wait to see if it can answer because it it looks like it could be either. Yeah, right typical Moffat fashion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you know, maybe he'll fix it. Maybe we'll get to the end of the season and I'll be changing my tune, going, "Oh my God, it's the greatest kickoff for anything ever." Well, I didn't think so. I don't but even I, think I, I would feel so. that way, even if it does pay off. I may think, okay, it rectifies the story a bit, but I won't say, well, that was the greatest payoff for that setup, because I don't think you could do anything to it make the It feels like the Great Intelligence. From snowmen to... There was a room full of brains! How could the Great Intelligence not be in the story? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the way he's established the Great Intelligence and then built it up. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, felt like that Because he of, did grab that th- thread and pull it through. From even back to uh, well, the snowmen and to... Snowmen all the orders. way to yeah. uh, Name of the Doctor. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, okay, well, so, did you get the girl because the gem is still giving you your heart's desire? Or No, I hadn't thought of that. Or, it's, you know, it didn't, that, is that a cheat now? Does that no, not that work? That is a cheat now. That didn't seem like that's I don't. Works, I don't yeah. think that's how that works. But now, granted, it could be making him exude pheromones or whatever that would make him more attractive to her because he desires her. But you think that would have happened a long time you, yeah, ago? Yeah, that's why. I, mean, <laughs> I think the other thing that I have a real problem is, is every time he left the baby, I kept thinking, you know what? That's still irresponsible. Even if you're taking the long-range baby monitor, which I didn't believe for one second. At least with the climax you, and everything was up on the roof, so yeah. it wasn't too far. That one was okay, but I mean, it was, he was, it was going when he went to go away. fight the yeah, fire and Harmony like, Shoals and the fire and uh, yeah. all that stuff. And th- that was my other issue with it was is. Or the thing that sort of fixed it, and I kind of thought it was okay, is he did say, I can get back here faster than anybody can go from another room to check on a baby. And I thought, okay, that that element of it works. It's that baby monitor thing where he can monitor the baby from anywhere in the city that he's saving somebody. That was dumb. Yeah. That was just I'd, I'd rather just have super hearing. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that would have fixed it. That would have fixed it. I'm attuned to the baby's cries or... But even, you know, and of course the doctor has a gray line. Even I think this is irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm glad that was said because yeah. that helps. I don't know. I just, there's so much of it that didn't add up that I, I, I didn't feel like I got a satisfactory ending for it. And then so much of it that had the potential to be pretty decent and, and wasn't. And I just, I don't know. It was kind of a mess. I can't give it the horn because there were too many moments I like. Yeah. And I, I, I will freely be honest. My enjoyment of it, in particular Capaldi, largely stems from the fact that I haven't seen him in a year. Well, like his first scene, I broke into well, a big grin and was like, I'm so happy that it's back. And, and that might work to my detriment a little bit is because I had higher expectations that's, for the first time in a year that I've seen him. That's what I come down on too is I waited an entire year with no Doctor Who to get this. Yeah. I was glad to see Capaldi back, and I think he is one of the best parts of this, but... Yeah. I think I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw this episode coming. But I do, I do feel better that you guys come down on the same thing. I, I, how do you fix it? it? Do you just not do the superhero bit, or do you... Uh, can you keep the framework of the story and do something different? Well, the aliens are can interesting. You keep the, can you the keep the superhero thing and get rid of the aliens and make that work? I just... It's just... The superhero thing... Even they had they needed to go somewhere else other than him to become the plan B. That's the problem with the whole thing. He needed is, to be the plan A. Yeah, he needed to be the plan A. Give him but a then reason again, to be you there. You kind of take the doctor away from being plan A, which is what we kind of like. But he always is. Never. Yeah, well, I mean, no. he's. He may, well, I mean, he may come up with plan B, but right. I love the fact that Nardole assumes that there's going to be a plan B immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so what's plan B? I don't know. I'm being trying to. Which honestly kind of detracts from the ending. When he hangs up the superhero cape, and the doctor's like, that's okay, I'm here. And it's like, yeah. but you weren't. You yeah. needed him to get out of this mess. Uh, it almost kind of felt like they were, if not trying to bring him back, hoping to spit him off or something. If this had been an American production, I totally would buy that excuse. Well, here's because the other it feels thing, yes. like a lame it setup for a spinoff series. It feels like an American series. spinoff series setup. And the even more ironic about it is the fact it's set in America. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wanted to bring that up because so much of the superhero stuff did feel American, and the rest didn't. Did, did you guys kind of feel the striking difference between the? Was that a part of the tonal things for you guys? Could be being and a, a part of it feeling so American. 
Because even like Angels Take Manhattan, set in America, still feel doesn't British. feel American. Same thing with the Daleks, the two part yeah. story. Feels still feels British. It doesn't feel American. Even the stuff in uh, the, the silent stories. Well, even the, that, the, yeah. the, the silent Those. stories when in Utah does not feel. Yeah. It still feels very British. And we've got Nixon and um, Shepherd's part. Uh, Canton. Thank you, Canton, Delaware. I was gonna say Badger. <laughs> yeah, it just Badger. Yeah. You know what's funny is the closest I think it comes to is Daleks and Take Manhattan. There are some of that. The American in that feels so ham. Which I think is why because this one felt British. natural. I'll give them this. A little bit this more is natural. the most natural American. Which I think they've they're got main guy is Canadian. So I think they're yeah, at least North American actors and actresses. <laughs> um, I don't remember when it was. It's interesting you say that because there was a there was a segment of the mo- of the show that happened, and it was a line or a bit or or something. And in the back of my head, I went, "This feels a little bit like Doctor Who the movie." I never felt that. And then I moved on. Um, and it, it wasn't a long thing. I never thing. felt it Doctor Who, Who movie ever felt very Well, American. I don't either, and you guys know me. I, I fight very hard against that thought that it's, oh, it's an American production and it doesn't count as Cannibal. No, it's Doctor Who. But there, for whatever reason, something triggered something in the back of my head that made me make that connection. I'm going to have to disagree. I think Doctor Who the movie feels very American. I think there's enough British flair in it, but it, 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 it has always felt very Americanized to me. Well, but it's set in America. Well, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> It has that flavor. <laughs> that hot dogs and nacho cheese Doritos flavor. <laughs> Merca. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Like I said, it, it got done and Mel and I kind of looked at each other and went, eh. The preview got me excited for uh, the next series. Yeah, we should talk about that. Bill seems series interesting. 10. Bill looks yeah. really cool. I love the fact that she's going to be the question asker. And just, just the, the way that's edited. Can I use the bathroom? Is it blah, blah, blah. And what's a Dalek? And just on and on and on and on. It's like, oh, this is going to be great. Yep. It almost really feels excited like a, a more traditional approach to a companion for the show. Almost classic series yeah. approach. Yeah. Hopefully, she, knock on wood, she won't be a plot, like, mystery to solve. Yeah. Which would be a nice change of pace, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Looks like a lot of variety, too. It does seem that way, yeah. And a lot of clips from the Dalek episode. <laughs> Did you think so? There were quite a few. Once the Daleks... You don't see them much. Once you hear... Well, you see the one. You hear Well, that's why you don't see them much, but you hear Once Once you hear the one, it seemed like the second half of the trailer was all from that Dalek mm-hmm. episode, but maybe not. Bring it on. Which <laughs> looks, looks like... Some of it looked like the introduction clip, too. Yeah. I wonder if... That's pulled from that, or how that, or if they just included the introduction clip in well, the Well, they could be because they had that footage already ready. So. Yeah. Maybe there is no Dalek episode at all, and they just used clips from that. <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn will cry. We'll go home. <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. But I mean, I, I, I like the Dalek episode. The thing is, we haven't really had. To me, we haven't had a real stinker Dalek episode since Victory of the Daleks. Um, and that was, you know, all Mark Gatiss's problem. Which yeah, somebody he's, pointed he's out. bringing us more uh, something out. So. <laughs> which somebody pointed out that Victory of the Daleks is really kind of a love letter to Power of the Daleks. It really is. really is. what it is. If you look at it, it's, it's structurally it's, it's pretty much the same. modernize it. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things that there, there's a part of me that thinks that if you can take a classic Who episode that is lost and rework it and present it to me in a new fashion there's a part of me that thinks yeah I'm okay with that that's kind of cool because at least now we're getting to see it in some way shape or form and then another part of me is like no <laughs> you have the entire universe to tell stories don't tell me the same one three times because you of the know? continuity it's the villain trying to do the exact same thing well yeah. I think I think because that one was missing now it cheapens it a little bit that we've got yeah. a form of it back but I think because it was missing, I think I was I was completely fine with somebody doing that. But when at this point it almost cheapens it. If you go back and watch it now, it's like, yeah, you've done this story. <laughs> well, and for and, and of course, in but my how mind, would they know? They never they uh, when Gatiss wrote that, 
he pr- probably felt that that was lost forever. And, probably, and, but and in the back of my mind, they're going to find it. <laughs> well, for you. Not when he was people. writing it, who knows, it could have been a subconscious thing, too. Yeah. Speaking of Power of the Daleks, we should note that we were supposed to do two more episodes of Power of the Daleks, <laughs> but we had crazy weekends, and Way I don't, too we, busy. we haven't gotten the sixth episode watched, any of us, so we're going to put that off until next week. Well, I think yes. we can have that done by next week. So, For the very... Vortex Christmas special. <laughs> it's getting to the point where we might just review Power of the Dogs when Power of the Dogs comes out on DVD, which is what we talked about doing originally. No, we need to finish. We, we started there. this. We started it, so we're there. Good. We need to finish. We'll get it. We'll get there. I think I'm going to break apart my, my viewing of it, and I'm going to do nightly. I think I'm going to watch an episode a night just so that I still have a break in between them versus still mainlining it and throwing it together which was kind of the whole point of doing it this way was right. to not do that right. yeah. so i think i may break them at nightly all right because um, now it's been so long i feel like i need to go back and rewatch one and two so i can refresh <laughs> myself for what i'm going to go into and since we've uh kind of organically led into the schedule what else is on the schedule we've we've kind of talked about next week's show periodically through this episode but to sum it up sean what are we doing well, next let me week tell you a little bit about next week's schedule <laughs> Uh, well, it's a very Vortex Christmas special, and we're going to have um, reviews of... Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Doctor Who was covered up. I couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, my brain shut down and said, I can't read the you title. You covered up the first part of it. Book. Uh, BBC Doctor Who, 12 Doctors of Christmas, which is a, a wonderful, uh, well, supposedly wonderful. I haven't read it yet. These two guys assure me it's pretty wonderful. It is wonderful. Um, spoilers. Yeah. That. Uh, it's a, 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 a book that just came out recently that's got 12 different uh, short stories in it that are all Doctor and Christmas related. So we're going to review that, uh, as well as finishing off Power of the Daleks, as well as the Ninth Doctor of uh, BBC, Titan Comics, TV, whatever it is. Short Doctor Who.TV. Doctor Who.TV short story. With Titan panels that... Yeah, there are some are illustrations. through there. Yeah. Illustrations. That's so we'll be reviewing that as well. And we're going to have a kind of a special event uh, to, uh, you know... Usher out 2016. Usher out 2016. Well, with a whimper. Perhaps a better year. And uh, and we're, we're going we're gonna to bring... We're going to reach deep into the Vortex vaults and pull out some good juju to uh, <laughs> to, to sprinkle over the uh, the New Year's baby. Um, and as as we kill off Father Time, yes, and, uh, and we're going we're going we're going to oh, will this into existence. We're going to murder Father Time this year. So uh, you have that to look forward to, and that's very cryptic. And I'm sure everybody will be wondering what is up with that. <laughs> Everyone, they're going to kill somebody on next week's show. <laughs> and then they're going to sprinkle something on a poor baby. You heard it here live. Uh, the Friday Night Who just before that is uh, the first three parts of the Time Monster. So we get a little funky pertwee uh, on the schedule. And uh, that leads into the following week, the first official 2017 Friday Night Who will be the final three parts of that. So I, I before you go on, I do feel like I should put out a warning. If you have not read The Twelve Doctors of Christmas, I advise do not look at the illustrations until after you read the correlating story. Oh, a bit spoilery. I had a bit spoiler. I, only one really I felt spoiled the story, a surprise for me. Uh, I've picked up this book three times tonight and flipped through it. You didn't warn me until now. I just now thought of it. <laughs> Did you look at the illustrations? I know. So, see? I just saw there was a picture but kept going. Which leads into the next week's show, Lethbridge Stewart, Blood, Blood of Atlantis. And we're doing the Wishing Bazaar too, right? And the Wishing Bazaar, I believe, is on there. And then the rest of the schedule will be posted at some point in time after that because we've got some house cleaning to take care, of, housekeeping to take care. Of. I've got some well, house, we cleaning house cleaning. To do. We've we got did, a lot of house cleaning. We all had family over for Christmas <laughs> this year. So. It's like at the militarized zone. But uh, so yeah, we'll get you updated as we as we go. So. All right. Uh, if you're not already supporting us on Patreon, why not? Uh, we can use your help. Uh, we do have a link on our website, travelingthevortex.com. You click on that link, and you can uh, support us with a monthly uh, rotating donation, or you can, uh, I think you can do one-time donations on there as well. If you're already supporting us on Patreon, we thank you. And uh, it's been a, a very special year for us because uh, that has been a tremendous help in keeping this show going from year to year. We appreciate that greatly. Uh, if you want to send us feedback, you can do that by 
You can send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com or just go to travelingthevortex.com and fill out the send us feedback tab. Don't edit that. That was fun. (laughs) And, of course, you can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, any of the usual social media avenues that you prefer. And let us know about your hoo haul. Yes, yes, we want to hear you hoo haul. All right. Anything I got else the we, last can of who hash. <laughs> anything else we need to touch on before we uh, close this show? In Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week. Wow, the show suddenly Until feels a lot more American. <laughs> I'm Glenn. I am Sean Mysterio. I am Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. And thank you for listening. And install a smoke detector in your house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where did that come out of left field? But that's right. That was- out of that left field episode. That yeah. was just, yeah, yeah. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.